welcome to Game Pinions 2019 edition. I'm your host, Calvin, and today we're going to be having our first episode of Game Pinions in 2019, episode 8. I hope all you guys had an amazing New Year's. I hope that the holiday season treated you well. And uh, I hope you guys are all ready to embrace this new year as much as I am. I'm super pumped up for 2019. 2018 was not a bad year for me. I know there's a lot of things that happened in 2018 to various people. And, you know, unfortunately, some things were not good. But I think 2018 was a really good year personally for me. Um, My last year's New Year's resolution was to start a podcast before the summer started. And I did. I started one back in May. And uh, this year, my New Year's resolution is to be more consistent with this podcast and upload weekly. (laughs) I want to upload weekly. If I can push it further than that, I will. But at this point, weekly, I'm just I'm gunning for that. So uh, last episode, episode seven, we had Kimberly on the show. She is not here today, unfortunately, but she will be on another episode of Game Pinions probably shortly. Um, we do have somewhat of a schedule here, um, at least I do, of, uh, of what I'd like to accomplish between uh, now and the end of the year. So uh, right now I have mapped up for this, uh, this coming up month here in January. I have a nice little uh, stack of podcasts that I'd like to do and just various other stuff that I'm going to be putting up on my YouTube channel. Um, and of course, little things here and there on the Instagram account. I definitely want to be more active on social media um, in terms of posting things and, you know, really just trying to get some creativity out there on the social <clears throat> on the social networks that I feel like I've really underutilized. And it's really just a matter of of just posting stuff and having fun with it. So I'm definitely going to use that this year and, and really have a good time with that. Uh, 2018 to me was uh, a year that sure the podcast might not have been as productive as, as you know, I would have liked it to have been, but the fact that I now am going into 2019 for the first time with some foundation to work with, it's extremely exciting. I feel like I know how to use a lot of this stuff now in terms of like RSS feeds and all that other things. Everything's actually really taken care of for me, um, but there's no problems and all the problems I've had, I was able to figure out and solve. So if something happens again, I can, you know, easily fix that. So it's just, it's kind of a confidence boost heading into 2019, knowing that I know how to do more things that I did last year at this point. So that's really exciting. Um, And now this is kind of the first time I'm going to get to start a year off having my podcast just completely ready to go and, uh, you know, how it is now. So Really exciting. There is some things, though, about 2018 that I'm not done discussing yet, and that is going to be a large portion of what these podcasts are this month. So I'm going to be catching up on some things that I wanted to talk about before that I never really got a chance to do. But at the same time, I'm also going to be incorporating some new things in there, too. This episode in particular, I want to talk about my game of the year and some of the games that I'm planning on playing this year that I didn't get a chance to play last year. So um, I just want to kind of, you know, round things up. There's a couple of notes I want to take here. Fallout 76, I did play it. I want to talk about that, but I want to dedicate almost like a review type of podcast to it. So that's going to be off in the future. I have played it, though, um, and I'll talk about that (laughs) when I get to it. Um, But that'll probably be the next episode. I'll probably talk about Fallout 76. I also want to talk about Super Smash Bros., which is a game I closed the year out with. Um, phenomenal game, but I definitely want to talk about that and just some of the controller options that I've used 
Um, so there's just there's a lot of things that I wanted to, to, to touch upon. So we're going to have different content. It's not necessarily going to be in line with the main podcast new numerics. So I'm, I'm trying to sort that out, but it'll be sorted out probably by next week or sooner. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to get into my game of the year selection this year and why it is my game of the year selection. This isn't going to be a massive episode. This is going to be just something to to talk about the game of the year. I'm going to talk my piece about it and just uh, yeah, give you guys the reasons why it's my game of the year. So my game of the year this year, uh, it's not Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it's not God of War. These are two games that I'm planning on playing. I'll talk about that in a little bit. My game of the year this year was Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. Spider-Man did things this year that a lot of games, I feel like, need to start doing. And when it comes to overall story of Spider-Man, I love the story in that game. I think video games have a massive advantage over movies in terms of like time and how you can pace out a story. Because this Spider-Man story was absolutely phenomenal. I thought this was going to be a really generic type story when I first saw the trailer. So I wasn't super excited about it. But no, they they absolutely knocked this out of the park. And the, the best thing about this entire story to me is Peter Parker. I feel like Spider-Man, it's easy to kind of nail that down. Like you're swinging and all that. And there's different things. But the most difficult part, I think, to nail down is to have a really good Peter Parker. And the thing with Peter Parker is that he's a really relatable type of person, right? He has, you know, daily struggles. He lives in New York. You know, he struggles with rent. He struggles with relationships. You know, he has all of these daily struggles. A lot of it's caused by his abilities as a superhero. But he just he just has this really, I don't know, he he his voice and everything, everything he does, everything he reads, like when he, you pick up like a an object from like a, a book bag and it, he reads like a story about it and he kind of reminisces. It it just has this really cool calming effect, but also it feels like you're it just feels like you're inside the head of Peter Parker. It's just it's something it's something that's really hard to explain. But he's just so relatable and I think they just did his character so well. I would just wish that they would stop with the movies and just make these games because this is just amazing how well they did Peter Parker. And, you know, there's different scenes where he's like texting, you know, so he has like a, you know, he has like his phone and all that. And he's, uh, you know, just like a normal teenager, but he has these abilities that you could just tell just cause issues. He, he runs into some issues. So highly relatable character, really love Peter Parker in this game. Um, and there's also just, you know, so much to do in this game too. I mean, after you beat the game, there's not a ton to do. You do have the DLC now, you know, you do have, uh, you know, new game plus, but there's not really a ton to do after the game, but, um, you know, throughout the game, there's uh, different, uh, you know, crime areas where you can just go and you can, um, you know, sort that out and you can just unlock, uh, you know, these little radio towers that you just kind of de-jam and it opens up, you know, the map for you. Um, and you get to see all the new different objectives. There's a lot of objectives that you can do. And there's there's just so much there's so much content to enjoy. Um, I think one of the, the biggest complaints that people have with this game is that it's uh, it tends to be repetitive. And and that to me is true. However, the combat is very like Assassin's Creed uh, and like Shadow of Mordor like where it's repetitive, but it's also highly satisfying. And it's something that when you pair it with Spider-Man, I think that 
it just it looks really cool and it's just fun to to do that. And I think, you know, there are things in place to kind of prevent this from becoming repetitive, right? You have different gadgets, you have different upgrades, you have different moves. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a, a groundbreaking thing, but it's almost like a buffer where you can kind of fight a little untraditionally using these gadgets. You don't necessarily have to just do punch, punch, dodge, dodge, punch, punch, dodge, 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 perfect dodge, punch. You can do other things too. You can just like swing. You can, uh, you know, send out like spider drones. You can, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can kind of get more creative as you go along, as you get further along the game on how you want to, you know, fight things. Um, and then another thing is the suits. You know, you have like all these different suits that are just, when you get a new suit, it is like the most fun thing to just go and try it on and swing. I still think I like the classic Spider-Man suit the best. Um, Insomniac's uh, suit is actually really awesome too with the white spider. But I just feel like when you get these suits, it just kind of makes you like super excited and you just get like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, look how cool this suit looks. And then it, a lot of times it has its own ability. Um, there's the iron spider in that, in that game, which is probably my favorite suit in the game because it looks freaking amazing. But then you also have those arms that come out for attacks. So it kind of gives you a little bit more of a ranged melee attack with a little bit more like, you know, punch to it. It's awesome. It looks amazing. Um, it's just, it's fun. So there's things in there that kind of make this game, you know, that kind of like counteract the repetitiveness because you're kind of, you know, having all these various different abilities and it's just hilarious to watch like you can web somebody up and you get to a certain point where you can shoot them with your web after they're webbed up and you can swing them around your head and just slam somebody with them so the combat sequences are just they're fun so when it comes to that that's like the biggest thing that i think you could probably point out about this game but i feel like when it comes to spider-man i feel like the repetitive the repetitiveness is still there even if you include those you know include those buffers and things that you know, kind of help prevent it from getting that way. It still boils down to being repetitive. After a while, you might start to get a little, um, you might start to feel like, hey, this is starting to get there. It's starting to get up there on my list. But I feel like this game ends before that that repetitiveness becomes an issue. And I also think because the game design is so good in this game and they used a really well-known combat system, they used a really well designed um you know it's just it's just a really well designed game that i feel like you can get away with it being a little bit repetitive and the fact that this game is just fun to move around in like that's something i think a lot of games don't have going for it a lot of times when you have like an objective that's really far away um and a lot of games are, are guilty of this but like say like you're in i don't know uh like skyrim or something or in like an elder scrolls or a fallout type game and, you know, you've played the game for a while and it's like, okay, you know, after you've already kind of explored like areas, you have like this one marker that's so far off and you don't have anything around it and you just have to walk there. See, that feels like it's it's a chore, right? It feels like, oh man, I have to go over there. And if, sometimes if you're super hyped up about the game, you don't really care. It's like, oh sweet, we get to go on an adventure, we're going to walk over there. But sometimes games get to a point where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of over that now. You know, I'm kind of over the exploration. This game could have something all the way on the cross the other side of the city. But because this game has mastered the ability to just have fun from moving in itself, just swinging from building to building and doing so, it is like the weirdest thing. Like you, there is a fast traveling system in here. I think it's uh, the subway, 
but I've never used it once. That's just how much fun this is. Just moving is a game in itself, and it's fun. You could just go on there and swing and be satisfied for a long time. So going from an objective to another objective, even if it's like all the way across the city, it doesn't feel like a chore. In fact, it is like fun and it's welcoming. It's like, hey, now I'm going to hold down the analog stick and go really low into the ground as fast as I can and then shoot my web at the last minute and just swing really fast. Like there's just so many awesome things like oh, I'm going to run up this building. I'm going to just there's so many cool things with this game. There's so many. The, the movement is just amazing. They mastered that. And to me, when you master a game like this in that way, like if, if it's that fun just to move your character around, it covers up any kind of repetitiveness that you may experience with this game. And, you know, it just it creates this overall package where the game design is just so superior to any of the faults that the game might have. So I feel like with a lot of Spider-Man games, camera angles were kind of an issue. This game, I felt the camera was really good. I, I never had an issue where I'm just like, I can't see what I'm doing. I thought the, the camera angles were really fair. Um, you know, and there's like games like, uh, you know, Xenoverse 2 that I played. Uh, I thought the camera angles or the camera had a kind of a hard time sometimes keeping up with the character. I feel like in this game, though, I never ran into that issue, even during the most intense battles. I just felt like there was always something for me to do. Everything felt like it worked the way it was supposed to. So, you know, that's why this game is my game of the year. I feel like its game design is just superior to anything I've played this year. I think that the story was better than anything I played this year. Now, keep in mind, I did not get God of War and I did not get Red Dead Redemption 2. However, I can't include those in, in the game of the year discussion for me because I haven't played them yet. And if I played those, maybe it would have changed that, you know, it would have changed the outcome of my decision to declare which game was God of War or not, not God of War, uh, which game was, uh, you know, my game of the year. But I think that I think God of War is a really good, you know, example of a game that, you know, I definitely have to play. Right. Uh, I think it's 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 one that I think it has a lot of qualities that I would like. Apparently, the game design is phenomenal. The story's phenomenal. Um, it isn't as hacky and slashy as the original God of War series. So I think it's a good example of something that I need to try out and something I need to, you know, really think hard and, and try to and try to play it. I won't consider it my game of the year for last year, though, because I didn't play it last year and I needed to just judge this based off games that I've played. Um, now, I did play Super Smash Bros last year. That game is not my game of the year, though. And it's just because I feel like it's a great game. You know, there's a lot of improvements over the Wii U version and the 3DS version that they made in that game. I think it's a much faster paced game. It's a lot more competitive than the previous uh, generation. Um, the, really, the previous two generations, I feel like this one is a lot more, um, you know, it's a lot more competitive. It's a faster game. But I just feel like Spider-Man to me just made me feel like it almost felt like I wasn't playing anything at all. It felt like I was just going through the game and it was like the most great experience that I've ever had, um, or at least la last year. I mean, I think that Spider-Man is probably my favorite game I've played since Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And if you know my history on that game, that was probably my favorite game of all time. So this game was the closest I've got to feeling kind of like that. Um, just like that wonder, like this is an amazing game. Like they really knocked this out of the park and I'm super impressed with this game. So, um, yeah, 
So I played I played quite a few games last year, and I know um, you guys are probably like, you got you got Fallout seventy six, and you didn't get Red Dead Redemption two or God of War. I know I am insane, and I'll talk about that more in the next episode. I know, I know, it, it's a problem. It is a big problem, but for some reason, Fallout just kind of hooks me in, and we'll talk about that more next episode. Um, but yeah, so Spider Man though, it, it just it nailed it nailed every aspect for me on being an amazing game. And I think that, you know, I'm honestly, I think that there's a chance that they could release a new Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4 um, as one of its last titles. But honestly, if they put this as a PlayStation 5 launch title, oh my God. Every generation, I'm just like, look, you know, I want this to be my last time getting a a console because I have a PC now. You know, Sony's games, I, I can just live without them. If they put Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 5 as a launch title, I'm going to have some serious issues because that's a game I want to play. Like, to me, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I haven't played all of the PlayStation exclusives, but of all the PlayStation exclusives I've played, and this dates back to the PlayStation 2, this Spider-Man game is my favorite PlayStation exclusive game. Now, once again, I'm not a massive PlayStation exclusive fan. I wasn't a huge fan of The Last of Us. I wasn't, you know, I really actually did enjoy the Uncharted games when I played through those. Um, I still have to once again play the most recent one. Um, I still need to play uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like, dude, why do you have a PlayStation 4? It's like, relax, relax. But um, no, I mean, I think of all the PlayStation 4 games I've played, Spider-Man is easily my favorite. I mean, it, it probably ranks in my top 10 games of all time that I've played. It is just phenomenal. It really is. It, it impresses me. Even to, even now, I actually just completed the game yesterday. I was sitting at like 85% or something like that for the last freaking, what, three months? And uh, the funny thing about Spider-Man is that um, when I went on vacation, we had, uh, we had a hurricane that, you know, had to kick us out. So we were there for probably a good 13 hours and we, we got kicked out. Um, and that was around the time that Spider-Man, I think, released. I think it was probably a week old at that point. Probably not even a week old. Um, but when that happened, I came home, like, you know, kind of upset because we were only there for literally like, it was like, I'm trying to think how long it was. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was like 13 hours or something like that. We weren't even there for an entire day. Like we got there like late at night and we had to leave at like noon the next day. So it was like really upsetting. So when I got home, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend this week of vacation that I took off and I'm going to play Spider-Man and I'm just going to have, you know, the most fun I possibly can have. And honestly, that was one of the most fun weeks that I can remember <laughs> with playing games. Uh, it was just it was just uh, essentially my vacation. And maybe that's why I love it so much, because it kind of just like substituted for my vacation. But I, I just felt completely shocked when I when I played it because I was going to wait on it. Honestly, I was going to just like let it pass by and just get it when it was on sale. Um, Because I always say like I'm excited for a game, but then there's like part of me that when I'm looking at the E3 trailers and stuff like that, I'm like, there's like a lot of generic enemies in this game. And there's there's like, you know, I want to fight like actual enemies. And the trailer to me just didn't really look like something that, um, you know, I was going to be like super, super into. It was still probably one of my most anticipated games if it turned out the way I wanted it to. But, um, yeah, I was like really skeptical going in and it really just turned out that those generic enemies were actually not really all that generic at all. In fact, it actually was probably one of the, you know, it set up one of the best, uh, you know, villains in the game. 
And I was really impressed, like just thoroughly impressed with how, how much I love that game. And they just did it so well. I mean, there was a, a nice balance of just, you know, notable characters and, you know, just heading into the next game. I mean, there's going to be so much to enjoy with the next game. It's just, it bl- just completely blows my mind. Um, and there was just a lot of like, uh, you know, strong story elements, especially towards the end. I don't want to spoil this game because I know some people do wait till they go on sale. Um, so I don't want to get like super into, you know, the story aspects of it, but yeah, I mean that, that entire week though, it was Spider-Man was essentially my vacation and, and it was just, uh, super impressive. So when I finished the game yesterday, I was just like, it kind of all came rushing back and I'm like, yeah, this, this game was legit. I mean, this was a serious, a serious game. It really was. And, uh, I just, uh. When I said Siri, a Siri on my iPhone just like kind of uh, <laughs> kind of freaked out there. Uh, but no, I mean it was it was honestly a serious game, and um, I'm I'm just completely impressed with it. And going into PlayStation Five, if place if uh, Spider Man Two is in development, which I believe it probably is, I am completely sold on it. I do have to still play the DLC, um, which is. Uh, nice because I still want to have some things to do in the game and I still am going to probably platinum this game um, just by finishing up the last last couple side missions that I have Um, but it's uh, it's truly a phenomenal game though like it really is I think that you know I couldn't honestly recommend this game enough and this game would push me to buy a PlayStation 5 if a sequel to this game comes out on PlayStation 5 especially when it comes out so I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that. Just like <laughs> I really am. Um, but yeah, game of the year easily. Um, so yeah, so games that I'm going to have to get this year, obviously Red Dead Redemption 2 have to get into that. It's uh it's honestly just a phenomenal, I heard it was a phenomenal game as well. Uh, my friends have been trying to get me to get that game. Uh, now that the online I think is out now, it's uh. I don't know, like Westerns to me just aren't my favorite genre and it's just kind of like a, it's kind of a genre that kind of floats around there that I just typically don't really um, gravitate to. Uh, Even the first game, it's like I enjoyed it for a little while, but then I just got disinterested very quick. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make that the jump to that. I feel like this would probably most likely be my next PlayStation 4 game, Um, but there's also, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn I'd want to still check out and I also still want to check out uh, God of War because that game I I don't know the more and more I look at God of War the more and more I think that I probably would like it I honestly do Um, so that's a game I want to you know check out next year Um, and uh, yeah I think those are kind of the the big the big uh, three there that I really want to get into this year um, and now in terms of, uh, just things that I did not get a chance to talk about, how about the end of the year video game awards jumping over to the big N Nintendo makes a announcement that just completely shocks the gaming industry, completely shocks every fan base. They're putting Joker and smash bros. I mean, that is an exciting announcement. I really wanted to talk about that when it happened. Uh, that was something that almost pushed me to make an instant recording. If I had time that day, I would have done it. And then I just kind of pushed it off. Um, but Joker and smash bros is huge. And we're probably going to see some gameplay of that within the next couple weeks. There's going to be a Nintendo direct. I can't remember the exact date. Um, I'm usually all outlined up 
But today I was like, you know, I'm going to be talking about my game of the year. So I'm just going to throw this outline away. I don't need it. Um, I'm just going to start off 2019 the way I started 2018, completely unprepared and unprofessional. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm like super interested to see what Nintendo does. Cause I think when Nintendo announced that they were going to be deciding the DLC characters themselves, I think people were kind of bummed out about that and skeptical about that after this Joker announcement though. I don't think anybody's skeptical. I think everyone is interested. And I think there's a lot of characters that make a lot of sense to bring in, but nobody predicted Joker to be in there. And and this could this kind of causes a lot of different questions with Persona and with what they're doing. See, I don't know if this is something left over from like a Shimigami Tensei agreement they had with a 3DS or maybe like Persona uh I think Q it was. Maybe there's some kind of leftover agreement where Nintendo has to use their character in like Smash Bros or something, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Or maybe Persona 5 is coming to Switch, which to me would be the most logical console to have that game on. I think that Persona games on a portable, it just works. And if that's the case, you can, I can bet you any amount of money. <laughs> That I'm going to be picking this thing up. I can bet you $60 that I'll be picking up Persona 5 if it comes out on Switch. It may be a different edition. Who knows? It's not going to be like, you know, equivalent to like, uh, you know, Persona 4 Golden on Vita. But who knows? Maybe they're going to have some kind of special edition or I hope it doesn't go back to like chibi type characters. I hope that's not the case. But if this is Persona 5 and it comes out on Switch, that is big. That is huge. And then it also kind of raises questions about the next characters. Um, so I was going to make an episode dedicated to characters I'd like to see in here. Um, so I'm not going to go all the way in. That's also going to be another episode. I want to talk about Smash Bros. And these next DLC characters, I want to talk about and try to predict which ones I think might go in. After that, though, after this whole Joker announcement, man, that that's going to throw off a lot of predictions. I think a lot of people were shocked by that. Including me. I was not expecting that. When I when I came home and I was like, uh, oh, Persona 5 on Switch? Like, what? But then it turned out it was Joker in Smash Bros. I was like, whoa. Like, that is that is crazy. That's that's like a, a legitimate surprise. Um, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm very curious. Very curious to see what goes on with that. And we're going to be talking about those characters definitely within the next few episodes. Um, I do feel a little bit rusty. <laughs> I haven't made a podcast in a while, and it, it's it's very weird transitioning back to um, being a single man podcast as opposed to having a, a, a co-host. It definitely is just a different game. It sounds different. It is just really bizarre, but I'm really excited about this. I really am. Um, so I think that was all I wanted to talk about today, and this is just uh, you know a small podcast. It's not going to be anything major. And uh, we're going to we're going to kind of break down these topics because I want to just kind of dedicate time to each and every one of these things that I want to talk about. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to 2019. This is going to kick us off and I'm really excited about that. I think we have uh, a lot of things that are going to be going down this year. Definitely different video content. You know, I'm definitely uh, feeling really excited about that. And, you know, I'm not going to reveal everything. So uh, I just want to kind of roll this out in my own time and, you know, just let it let it kind of simmer. So 
I want to thank you guys so much for uh, for watching or listening in. Um, another goal for this end of this year is to start incorporating camera again. Uh, our timetable by hopefully by 2020, we're um, we have a nice little camera setup. That's that's kind of the goal. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Until next time, I am out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day and try to try to hold on to that New Year's resolution as long as you can. Because I'm going to try to be doing the same over here. See ya!